Can you hear it, folks? Can you hear it? Listen carefully. It's episode 98 of the Fetch Everyone Weekly Podcast. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. What is a paywall? Do you know, Katie? Yes, I do know what it you is. You do know. You well, pay money to see other content. Yeah, well, we don't do that. No. no. You can see all of our content. You can see all of our contents as well. Um, Ooh. Ugh. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Mm. Like, visible content. Would they stop being innards then and start being outards? Or are they, is that something else? I suppose if there's a window into your innards, then you're, it's still innards, isn't it? Yeah. What are your outards? What you look like, is it? I suppose. Anyway, hello. Hello. And welcome. And here you are. And how are you doing? I'm good. I'm here and I am um, a bit Monday morning-y. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there Perfect are... timing. Yes. I'm sure there are lots of parents out there doing little dances of joy. Yeah. Um, to be getting their little darlings off to school. Um, so I'm feeling pleased for those guys. Yeah. Um, it's not going to make an awful lot of difference to me. It's going to make a bit of a difference to you, isn't it? Because your, yeah. your laddie is making his way back soon. Yeah. He's got a, a, a test on Tuesday, a COVID test, not a physics test. Mm. Um, and if that goes well, then he's back in school on Wednesday. So uh, I've sent him out the door already and told him to walk slowly. Um, he should mm. be there. In time? Mm. I haven't done that. Of mm. course I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice, hopefully, for all those parents and, and, and fingers crossed that everything goes well and yeah. that the teachers are able to, to cope because they're the ones who are going to be at the, the hub of it all, really, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that in some ways it will be easier for teachers not having to scramble around doing videos and... and such like um but i don't know if it will be easier for them be interesting to hear from from fetchy teachers to hear how they're they're feeling about it all actually um based on my uh limited knowledge they'll they they haven't been able to actually throw things at the students over zoom unless they've got like this you know special add-on um so with that back they should you know Mm. feel a bit more like like normal yeah Throw things at them and wallop them, wallop them around the ear hole, that kind of thing. So you don't get a text from the teachers asking you to throw a piece of chalk at your boy, then? That would be good. I'd be up for that. Mm. I could, I could buy some special uh, isotonic chalk to to throw at him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, not really. Um, but anyway, I forgot to say um, to anybody who's new to the podcast. If you want to um, leave a comment or ask a question about the show or anything like that, you can visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast. Um, there are also links to subscribe to the show um, on that page as well. So you can listen to us on iTunes or Spotify or various others. Most um, podcast apps um, have us in there now somewhere if you have a good rummage. Um, and, and yeah, just uh, thank you for, for tuning in. Yes, and um, thank you for your patience while we've been away as well. 
Yeah, so I think the last one we recorded, have we actually done one this year or we not? We did do one this year. Yeah. I did one, I think we didn't sort of do a chatting together too much one. You did the intro and the outro and I just sort of stitched together a load of stuff from Fetchies. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of somewhere around about January time. Yeah, so um, it's probably sort of mid-December is the last time that yeah. we sat down properly and, and yeah. d- did it this way. I think so. Yeah. Because then there was the lovely um, poem, wasn't there? Yeah, I think that was probably the last one. So yeah. we were all a, all a bit merry on that one. Yeah. And now here we are and it's March. I know. So things have moved How on. How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like as if time moves inexorably in, in mm. one direction continuously. I'm going to plunge the coffee now. Okay. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. And now I'm going to pour the coffee. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this sound effects section, Fetchies. Oh, look, here comes a horse. Can you do a horse? <laughs> Very stiff-legged horse, mm. I think. But yeah. Where are your coconut halves? Yeah, that's your question for today, Fetchies. Do you know what? Apparently, it's about a year since the Fetchies went to Ambridge, to the to the um, Archers thingy. Yeah. Does does that not feel like about a thousand years ago to you that they went there? Because that's how it feels to me. And yet, the year has just gone, and nothing has happened apart from lockdown. Yeah. Doesn't that feel weird? You're looking a bit blankly at me. Do you remember that the Fetchies went yes, to Yes, of course they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it all feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, the okay. whole thing, everything. Even weirdness feels a little bit unusual. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm thinking about other stuff like the Bedford Bridges Challenge, which was... Um, you know, I was looking at a picture of everybody sort of stacked up on the outside our, our house mm. just before we went off and did that. And we ran through... A, food festival uh, along the yeah. river in Bedford, which we didn't realise was on the same day. Um, but that's probably a good uh, 18 to 20 months ago now that that happened, and that feels like such a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, and fetch miles and park runs and mm. being within two metres of people. I was yeah. in a core team, Bedford core team Zoom meeting on Saturday morning. Um, we just had a catch-up to talk about the potential 5th of June park run reopening. Yeah, so what um, sort of things, I mean, don't give away any trade secrets, but um, what mm. sort of things um, might change in order to make things better? Well, the, the one of the main things that came out of that meeting was we don't really know yet because yeah. we don't really know what restrictions are going to be put on us or suggested to us or new ways of doing things and I don't really want to say anything in case I I say something and it's not going to be the thing that happens but um, I think one thing that is going to be very true is that each individual park run is going to be needing to get permission to go ahead from their local councils yeah and um, and so that's that sort of obviously that's quite a big thing 
Yeah. And also we're all just in the same position of seeing how things go with the schools going back and seeing how things go as we gradually open up. So yeah. we can't really plan. It was more of a catch up and a what do you think about this idea in a little I'm bit sure of a discussion. still on board sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit of a discussion about how we're feeling about it and yeah. our course and our start and our, all of those things. So all kind of quite vague at the moment because we don't really know what's going to be said to us yet by Parkrun, by the council, etc. Yeah. And by, you know, obviously the locals as well. Mm. I guess tokens and scanning, that, that's kind of like the... I mean, yeah, everybody will be standing close together and, and running side by side and, and that kind of thing. But in theory, that's in the fresh air, but you've got all that sort of finger-to-finger mm. -finger contact with tokens and scanning um, well, I and think, if there was a magic way of doing that yeah it'd be awesome I can kind of see how the scanning can work with the app and without sort of having to pass the token to the token zapper person yeah um, it's the giving out of the tokens yeah that's the and also each individual parkrun have such different kind of um, funnel issues so Bedford when we get past a certain number you know our funnel does start to back up a bit and then you've got people all you can't be going right come on everyone catch up together <laughs> get closer yeah. like we used to it's going to be really different to that so um, but somewhere like maybe Great Denham they don't really have an issue with the funnel people just you know it just never really gets to that yeah so yeah, I suppose you have to maybe there are a couple of big fields on either side of the the funnel so getting people into those nice big fields as quickly as possible yeah it's just that um, it's that bit of giving the token and i don't yeah. know how we get around that yet and maybe parkrun are going to come up with a, a yeah. an idea about that well they've got their their app haven't they which in theory does a lot of the, the stuff and maybe if they could find a way to make that a bit more um you know to, to cover more bases that would be good um but what about just like a a board with non-rusty nails on it and, and just sort of stack the tokens on there and people take yeah. one off and then you're only probably infecting people in the batch of 10 <laughs> that you're you're taking your token off yeah um, I think so. the, the thing that may well happen as well and definitely will happen actually is there'll be a lot more washing of stuff yeah. in between each week so that's going to be a another role needed I think for, for a volunteer to do yeah so um it would be great to get rid of the tokens if everyone just wouldn't mind having an implant of some kind. Yeah, or even a barcode tattooed on their forehead. Yeah. That would do it. Mm -hmm. I mean... Anywhere. It wouldn't matter where the tattoo was. Well, okay. If I, mean, I suppose if you got your vaccination then and Parkrun had a word with Bill Gates and said, you know, could you make sure that the... Put that in as part of the chip that goes in. Yeah. Yeah, parkrun time. It's all doable. And then we could just have those sort of airport security-like things that you walk through and people would just run through there and they'd automatically be, have their chip scanned. Yeah. And then it would all just be uploaded to somewhere. You're, you're thinking a bit sort of lo-fi. I mean, like Bill Gates has already weaponized pigeons. Uh, I, I read that somewhere on the internet. Righto. On the, it's the Flat Mars Society that I'm uh, also a member of. Someone on there pointed me to it. But um, Good. Yeah, so if a pigeon sees you, it will be able to tell you a parkrun time. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Right, so have, 
How did we get here? Uh-huh. <laughs> how about you talk about how your week has been first? Okay. Do you want to go first? You've yeah, had a bit of a then. week, haven't you? Yeah. Well, it was going really well. I had a, a, a kick-ass January and most of a kick-ass February. Um, I started February thinking I'm going to be really good. I'm going to have a four-week block and the fourth week is going to be my easy week. So I did three weeks where I did three long runs, three tempos, three and other runs. And then my fourth week, I just cut them back. Um, I didn't go longer than about seven miles, which is quite a bit shorter than my long run. I didn't do any speed stuff. Um, and during that time, I think maybe my calf was feeling a little bit tight in hindsight, but you sort of think, well, you know, I'm, I'm in the recovery week. I'm giving it the best chance of, of getting better. So then into my second four week block, which was, um, Monday just gone. And I got two and a half miles into my tempo effort after warming up, after hopefully doing all the right things. Um, and then there was this sudden sort of, oh, oh, you better stop now. Stop. No, no, stop now. Um, uh, moment. And so I was about um, nearly three miles away from home at this point, um, which is a bit annoying. But but you came to my rescue. I did. Um, so I, I still had to walk about a mile and a half to get to to the nearest point that you could get to yeah. in the car. Mm-hmm. But you did save me from uh, over a mile of of walking yeah. to get home. So thank you for that. You're um, so I was a bit limpy. Yeah, um, you were definitely not walking brilliantly when I came and found you with your hoodie yeah. and gave you your hoodie so yeah, you could be a bit nice. warmer. Yeah, so things got gradually better. Uh, Friday we did uh, a walk. Um, we did, I think, probably about seven miles in the end. 6.7. 6.7 um, along the river, and that was nice. Um, it tightened up my calf a little bit, but not too much. Um, but it was really nice being out and feeling like I was getting some form of something. Um, and then yesterday I dug the bike out for the first time since July. Um, it was a lot warmer in July, as it turns out. Um, so I had my fingerless gloves from Mandy Moo. Um, so they were really nice to, to have on. They gave me some protection, but my, 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 Fingers sticking out were still a little bit chilly, although they they got better over the over the course of the ride because I was focused more on on trying to trying to ride. Um, so everything generally was a little bit cold, and you forget about the like the constant wind that you get because you're travelling at. I'm not talking about that kind of wind. I didn't think you were. No, I think that was I your thought, own brain doing it. Yeah, I thought, I thought I was for a minute, mm. um, but no. Um, so you're travelling at. 15 to 20 miles an hour um so you make your own wind um Mm. now you think i'm saying that don't you no i just know that you're saying that so that i'll (laughs) think that you're saying it yeah but apart from that it was good um most of the drivers nicely behaved so i did 18 miles um but the one major sort of complaint that i've come back with is sore backside from like every pothole you go over, it's mm. as though someone is sort of like gently like hammering your 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 butt bones, mm. um, which is not very pleasant. No. Um, so I'm probably a little bit bruised in the in the backside, but mm. I enjoyed it. Um, and I probably say this every year, but I like to do a bit more of that. So yeah, 
Um, and it's good for the old Concursize zones as well because you can get to places you just can't get to. Mm. Um, uh, so I was only out for an hour and ten minutes. So. You generally say it when you're injured. Yeah, running. yeah. And then I get better again and I go running and I think, I prefer running. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice. But if it was maybe, a bit warmer. But maybe if you did build a cycle into your week, then again, that might be another way as you're getting older. Um, <laughs> to help with, you know, preventing injuries. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely felt like I was hitting other muscles or making them work mm. in different ways or in a different sort of sequence yeah. as they all, they, the way that they fire is different. Yeah. Um, so it's I mean, more quaddy, isn't it? You were doing the swimming as well, weren't you? Yeah, cycling is definitely more, more quaddy. Yeah. Yeah, but you were doing the swimming and quite getting into that, and then obviously pools shut down. Yeah, yeah, and then they opened for a very short while, and I didn't bother them because mm. it wasn't going to be for very long, I don't think. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I like the idea of mm. doing more variety of stuff. Um, Five-year Ironman plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the one thing I did notice um, mm. was this is the first time I think I've ever had a heart rate monitor on whilst I've been cycling. Mm. And I'd always sort of got the impression that my heart rate whilst cycling would not be anywhere near as high as my heart rate whilst mm. running. Um, and maybe that is true if if I did this as an easy bike ride. Mm. Perhaps that would be true. It would be a bit lower. But um, I was actually sort of um, higher than most of the running that I've done recently. Mm. Um, and probably quite a bit of that is down to me not having done much cycling and, and yeah. the muscles that don't normally work as hard, needing a lot more oxygen and, and help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of interesting. So um, here's another question for people who are listening. How does your heart rate compare for the two different sports if you do both? Yeah, but that's my week. So um, some more cycling coming up this week, hopefully. Mm. Um, what about you? I've had a reasonable week, although I'd say my kind of back and hips have been a bit more niggly. But um, that could well be down to the fact that I've added in a long walk to my to my training week. Um, so, um, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but yeah, so I've basically done no swimming, obviously, although I managed before this week, last Sunday, so it doesn't count as this week's training, but I did go and do a little river swim. Yeah. Just a short sort of 10 minutes or so, which was very nice because the river hasn't been swimmable for a long time and I've not wanted to drive to anywhere. Um, so yeah. I've I've basically just just started that up again and I want to make sure I do that this week again. Um but yeah, three yogas. Squeezed in a third yoga last night before bed, did a little bedtime yoga, which was very nice. Little seven minute wind down thing. Which was good. Um and I've done three runs, two of which with my pal Stephen. Oh. He gets so excited when I'm getting ready to go running and I find it very hard to turn him down. So I either have to just make sure he's being corralled by you and just so that I can't see his face 
or I have to take him. Because yeah. if I can see him standing right there you looking can't at say the door, no to him. I can't say no. Yeah. But it does make a big difference to the running. It's a lot less consistent yeah. with him. I love running with him. I really do. Um, he does this cute thing where, where, like for walks and runs, where he'll stare at the handle of the door that leads to yes. the leads to running. Very excitedly. Yeah. Uh, but the other day when I was putting on my trainers, he was literally walking in circles around me as I was putting my trainers on. So very excited. And he knows my routine really well. So like when my running belt goes on, when I get my headphones ready, all of that stuff is another almost like another little trigger for him. So uh, so we've done some nice running together actually around the, the lake and the river. And the river path is just about runnable now. It's still quite muddy, but it is... Mm, it's a bit spongy. Runnable. Yes, a bit spongy. But the walking, so the reason I've started to do long walks is because I am training to do something that I said I would never do which is to walk a marathon. It's actually just over a marathon distance, 26.5. An ultra. Does it count as an ultra? Yeah, I think so. I, does it count as an ultra if you walk the whole thing, though? Anyway. As far as I'm concerned. I don't really mind what it counts as, because it's not that's not the point of it. Um, so I am walking um, 26.5 miles, which just so happens to be the distance if you walk from one side of the Isle of Wight to the other side or one end of the Isle of Wight to the other end. Um, What's the difference between a side and an end? Well, I would have thought that because the Isle of Wight is kind of lozenge shaped, yeah. as I'm walking from one pointy lozenge bit to the other pointy lozenge bit, I would call that the length. If I was walking across the rounded bit, I'd call that the width. But I don't know. Again, mm. it doesn't really matter. It's just my own brain thinking so this stuff. So any, for anybody looking at the, the Isle of Wight, it's east to west pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, it starts at Benbridge. Yeah. And it goes over to somewhere near the Needles, I think-ish, yeah. but not the Needles. Maybe a bit further on than that, but somewhere like that. Um, so I'm doing that. I, I was going to be doing that on my dad's birthday. So for those of you that do not know this, my dad died earlier this year um, and he was looked after by the absolutely amazing people at the Mountbatten Hospice in Ride. And their main fundraising event was going to be taking place on dad's birthday, the 9th of May. Um, and unfortunately, they've had to move it. You know why? It's only just mm. been moved. I'd, I'd entered it. I'd opened my fundraising page. My fundraising page was going fabulously. I was all geared up. My training plan was in the training planner. And then they moved it to September the 12th, which is understandable. I totally get why they've done that. And it does make sense from a lockdown perspective and fundraising perspective and safety and all of that. But I was a bit disappointed, I have to admit, that it's not on yeah. Dad's birthday. So... I will go to the Isle of Wight for Dad's birthday and perhaps do a training walk over the route or something. But anyway, uh, or do it here or whatever. But I'll do something on Dad's birthday. So um, that's what I'm training for. So yeah, we've it's we've called done walk the white. It is it's called just... walk the white. Yes, thank yeah. you. Um, and it's the Mountbatten Hospice in Ride, and um, they've been hit like lots of charities have been hit really this yeah. year. Um, by lots of events not happening. Yeah. So. And you've got a Just Giving page. Um, I do. Let's 
Let's share that link somehow. Can yeah. We, can we do that? Yeah, we can share cool. that. All right. Um, I haven't done a blog yet on Fetch about that, so I will perhaps do that and, cool. um, and okay. share it. So, um, so that's that. And we did, what did we do? We did 6.7 on Friday and the Friday before that I'd done a six as well. So I'm, I'm just getting my body used to the idea of a couple of hours of walking, which, um, is how long it takes me to do six to seven miles is two, two hours, two hours, 20. Yeah. That sort of thing. I'm yeah. sort of a 20 minute miler, 18 to 20 minute miler when I'm walking. Yeah. We Very had short St- legs. We had Stephen with us as well. For the for the six point seven, so mm. he always means that we have a couple of stops, but yeah, um, and we also had a a chat. Yes, midway we, through, we delivered a birthday card and um, to Binks, and um, we had a bit of a chat there, and we didn't stop the watch at that point. So um, yeah, but it was an essential birthday card for anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that really. Sorry, I've waffled on a bit, but that's, um, right. that's me. That's, that's where why I'm the at. people are here. They are here for our waffle. For the waffle, it would seem. Fair enough. I mean, for for months and months and months, I've thought, yeah, we're waffling on. Who's going to be listening to this? But but you you are listeners. Yes. So thank you very much for listening yes. to us going on. Um, yeah. So there we go onwards so i've got a lot longer to train which is another benefit i can really get my body used to doing these long long walks and um and if in the process i give up on running and continue to just be a walker so be it i think my body might be ready for that i don't know yeah we'll see well you get to see a bit more stuff when you're walking compared to running i mean you get you get a bigger radius yeah when you're running but um, you don't get quite so much time to stare at things. Like I think we saw uh, um, a kingfisher. We did um, on that day, and various other little birds and things that you you don't quite see or you startle away when yeah. you're blasting through while you're running. Mm. And the same is true with the difference between biking and running. Mm. So, like when you're biking, you've got to spend a bit more time and effort. Like clinging onto the handlebars and making sure you don't get squished by a car, yeah. so you don't get to see the things that you would do while you're running. But that's you know, walking as well. Go and stand still somewhere, mm. and that'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. You get to see everything from there. Quite, quite right, love. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, right. Do you want to talk about your? What do you want to do now? Um, well, I normally do some site features yeah. around about now. Um, so the thing that I am working on is um, user profiles at the moment. So there's been a whole couple of months where I've not told you anything about what I'm doing, but I have been trying to mention stuff in blogs and whatnot. But um, So I've been updating user profiles. So um, it felt before as though... Um, there were some very, very tall sections um, that were pushing all the rest of the good stuff on the user profile down the page. Um, there was no sense that some bits had more priority than other bits or should have more priority than other bits. So it, it was it's all just been sort of cobbled together as people have said, oh, can you show this on the user profile? Yeah, okay, bang in. Can you show this? Yeah, okay, put that in there as well. And then it all just sort of becomes this sort of spaghetti, really. So um, it's been a long time coming, I think, but I've, I'm just 
going back and trying to tidy things up a little bit and put things in the right places. So it's it's an ongoing process, um, but that's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, so yeah. Very good. Have you had a look at your user profile? I can do if you'd like me to. Nah, don't worry. Okay. It's fine. Um, and we also normally mention threads and blogs and things. Um, and that, there is a thread that I wanted to mention, which is the running to pace um, thread. Mm. And it's all about lots of people sharing their thoughts on how to run to a particular pace, how accurate you need to be in order to get the training effect. Um, so it's quite a quite a handy one. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed contributing to it and reading it. Mm. So go and check that one out. It's called Running to Pace. Very good. Yeah. Cool. I've been a, an avid reader of the benefits of giving up alcohol thread this this year, and I know we've mentioned it before. Um, but um, yeah, I'm still in. Yeah, we are the eighth of March, so that's uh, sixty-seven days today. Mm. Well done. Yeah, nearly ten weeks. Cool. So anyway, that thread's great if you are wanting to even just cut down on your alcohol, which is, is really my main aim. Um, I have abstained for this long, but um, the overall wish was to just get out of a, the habit of being in the habit of, of drinking quite a lot. Yeah. Not a lot as in binging, but just every day. It become a little bit of a thing over December, I think, we, we got yeah. into the habit of... It's easily done in December, isn't it? Like, you know, Yeah. Trying to... I don't know, feel festive in this sort yes. of, yeah. in this climate. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, definitely worth a look at that. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say, we haven't done um, comments from users for the podcast thread because it's just been so long, but we just really wanted to say thank you for your patience and your kindness and your just everything, really. Yeah. So thank you very much but we're indeed. Back. But we are back. We're back yes. now. So we are. Yeah. We've got a tump of featured fetchies. We um have. over the last couple of months. People have been sending recordings into us. So yeah. um uh if you sent us something, you may not get included this week, but um we have got everybody. Yeah. Um and we'll we'll put you in in a future week. Um, but we've picked three out for this week. We have. And just to say we, we never re- we never reject any yeah. any recordings we we just really appreciate every single one of them and um, we will use them so if you if you do send something and you don't ever hear it please get in touch because yeah. it's it could have just slipped through the cracks it's not that we've gone oh that's not good we're not going to use that we you know um we're really happy to use everything that's sent in but yeah so do do give us a shout but um we've um we've decided to go with three this week haven't we Yep. So uh, first up is Sharky, who's been chariots are firing it on the on the beach at Hastings. Hi, fetches. This is Sharky, wandering along by the seashore on the aptly named Pet Level, because I've got my pet here with me, the bad dog Jess. She's quite bad, but she's quite happy this morning because uh, we're on the beach and it's deserted huge blue sky no rain 
and the sea, which I love. It's so open. Can you hear it? Can you hear the sea? Loads of birds, oyster catchers, herring gulls, the little black and white birds that run along like clockwork toys. I can never remember what they're called, but they're fantastic. They just gang together and then run off fast. Running off fast. Yeah, that's what I did yesterday on a different beach. Um, beach quite near home. Found some compacted sand and did my reps on it, which was a nice change. Um, you've got to find the right place to do what you want to do at the moment. And Hastings with no track and all its hills. Been getting a bit down. But uh, got the true chariots of fire effect yesterday. Just the right bit of beach just the right um, consistency of sand should have even brought my spikes anyway it was brilliant and this morning I've got my wellies on so we've got a huge expanse of beach to walk on Guy Raffo I should say nearly gave him his real name there oh oops he's doing a litter pick so I'm just enjoying myself and he's been very well not heroic but He's doing something useful, give the lad his due. And I suppose I ought to go and find him. So here's the sea, listen to it. Can you hear it? Can you hear the sea? Can you hear it? Thanks, Sharky. That was lovely. It was so nice to hear the the waves. They sounded pretty um, pretty strong on the day that you were there. Uh, we were we were recently at the beach and we saw these little birds called turnstones, and they were very pretty when they were flying in particular because their markings on their back and wings are very pretty when they've got their wings mm. spread. Yeah, we think um, those are the birds that you're you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry, yeah, and yes, the beach that we were watching them on was a, it was on a very still day, which was bizarre because when we'd done the Solent crossing on that day, it was incredibly uppy downy, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it was very much a watch and the side to side. And side to side, it was very much a day when you wanted to watch the horizon um, through the window of the ferry, and yet we got to this beach at Cowes, and it was just very flat calm and beautiful so yeah. just it's all to do with wind direction and what, what part of the island you're on but um but these little turnstones were just trotting along looking for stuff and it was very sweet so they were like brown and white so um yeah very pretty yeah so thank you very much for that sharky that was very evocative we enjoyed that a lot didn't we yeah and remember your spikes next time yes indeed don't forget those spikes um and now we've got an interview um which is a, a member of the month interview that was actually from a while ago am i right on yeah that i think so i think they're calling them uh legacy i don't know um, but anyway it, it's itg interviewing lynn's who won member of the month a while ago and and they're just doing the the member of the month interview for us for the podcast now so here we go. Yeah, two awesome voices. Hello, Fetchies. You're listening to ITG reporting for FetchEveryone.com, the website for runners, cyclists, swimmers and everyone else that doesn't keep its best features behind a paywall. 
Today in the virtual studio, we have Linz D, our Heritage Member of the Month from September 2018. Linz, welcome to FetchEveryone.com podcast. My first question for you is, how has winning Member of the Month changed your life? I like the uh, Heritage Member of the Month. It makes me think of Heritage Carrots. and They're, they're kind of somehow better than other carrots. <laughs> You are a national treasure, Lynn. Well, apparently so, yeah. How has it changed my life? Well, there was the book deal and there was the film deal. No, no, seriously, it was a really, really lovely honour. And it's really nice to, um, yeah, to think that people voted for me. And thank you. So, yeah, it made me feel warm inside. Very nice. Warm inside is what we're aiming for at FetchEveryone.com. Did you get a prize? I did. Oh, I've forgotten about that. I meant to mention that as well. Yeah, I did. I got some really fab compression stuff from Red Venom, which I'm still using. So yeah, that was also a great thing to get. Fabulous. Moving on to our avid listeners, we have Awesome Lees. Huge congratulations, Linz. My question is, what made you take up running? I think it's probably quite a, a, a usual and common tale, especially maybe for our female members of our community. I'd started running um, in my late 20s originally in the gym um I'd lost a lot of weight and wanted to keep it off and uh, they put a 20 minute run on a treadmill and I was like oh wow this is great wow look I can I can run and so I ran sort of only really short distances quite regularly outside um but then my job changed and I got busy and I stopped running and uh and then had kids and just yeah it just kind of dropped out of my life and then I was just about to turn 40 um and again sort of lost my baby weight wanted to keep it off um put some trainers on went out running and yeah that was it really found races found park run found fetch um yeah fantastic moving on to question from serendipity so pleased you won when did you first start defining yourself as a runner I think that's a really interesting question and even I've, I've um, just had COVID and I'm not running very much but I'm running a bit more now and and even then I kind of had a bit of a oh I don't feel like a runner anymore moment and and you know what when you say things like that on the 700 thread which is where I hang out um, you immediately get a sort of wonderfully supportive chorus of of course you're a runner and that was of course what I was looking for um, so I think it was when I joined the 700 thread that I really felt like actually I was a runner and I was able to hold my own in this community of runners um, so yeah when I joined the 700 thread. So there's another call out for the 700 thread if you haven't been there remember 700 is neither necessary nor sufficient but do look out for a good bin. <laughs> yes absolutely. Who has inspired you, whether that as a runner or in another aspect of your life? Yeah, that's a really difficult one. It was difficult at the time and it's difficult still now. And I, I think I'm not, I'm not going to mention anybody by name. Um, what I find inspiring in races is to think about people who have um, completed races or other feats um, with amazing amounts of challenges and discomforts and I quite often think sort of when I'm in the last kilometre of a race or whatever well what about that woman that finished that marathon with a broken ankle or you know even people on fetch like ultra runners when I've read their blogs and and thought about how the discomfort and the pain that these people are in I can do that last kilometre of this road 10k you know I really can and it's funny because that sort of, you know, other people have it worse mentality doesn't work for me in, in everyday life, but it really does work in the middle of a race. So I'll, I'll say other runners 
um, that have done amazing things and overcome challenges that that's what inspires those pe those people inspire me it strikes me as quite a British approach you know this like you know what are you moaning about someone else has it worse it's okay to moan sometimes it's okay to be miserable yeah still hang on and get there to the end it's true Canute, congratulations, well-deserved. When running, do you find it more helpful to focus on the experience of running or on something else? This was a really interesting one, actually, because my in my original answer, I said that I usually distracted myself um, by listening to music or comedy or thinking um, or running with a friend. Um, and Wriggling Snake pulled me up on it afterwards and sort of said, you know, you'll never get any better if you don't concentrate on your running. So I have in the intervening two years, tried to concentrate more on my running when I've been running. And if I'm doing a long run on my own, I still have to have some kind of distraction because I, I, I just can't get through sort of an hour and a half, two hours of running in my own head. But shorter runs, I try to actually to think about my running now. So the answer has changed. Um, I try to focus on the experience and I try to think about my glutes and, and about my cadence and um, yeah. That's very interesting and something I might take on board because I've been uh, actually since Fetch podcast began, I never used to listen to podcasts and then Fetch podcast began and I was immediately hooked and started looking around for all kinds of other podcasts and audiobooks. And now I rarely run without listening to something. Um, but perhaps you're right that maybe I should, at least for my shorter runs, think more about form and performance. And uh, because I have been in a in a kind of uh, doldrums with it and feeling really slow and sluggish, although part of that is the not having anything particular to train from as well. But maybe I should give that a go and keep my podcast for my my longer runs. I think it's really helpful, especially when you start to get a bit tired. Um, so if I if I start to get a bit tired and I can feel that you know the niggly bits start to niggle again. I think, well, those niggly bits are niggling because I'm not concentrating on what I should be concentrating in, in sort of form wise. And that's really helpful. Hmm. Thanks for the advice. Mandy Moo, well done, Lynn's and so deserved. How did you come to find Fetch Everyone and what keeps you here? So I found Fetch Everyone through an article in Runner's World, but it wasn't. I know there was an article that was about Fetch and it wasn't that one. It was an article that had some statistics in it. Um, and it said something like statistics are from our sister website, Fetch Everyone. And I, I thought, oh, that's an interesting name. And oh, a website with statistics about running. That sounds interesting. So I, I went and had to look. Um, and I think I hung around the forum a bit before I actually just just lurking before I actually logged any training. I was quite late to logging training. And and I think I was in between garments and wasn't really properly logging. my. It seems weird to me now, but there was a time when I just used to run and not log anything, which is kind of weird. Um and then, yeah, and then, you know, the rest is history. It's kind of a massive part of my, my social life now. Um, what keeps me here? All the people, the fetchies. Um, I would not have done things and experienced things and run through, swum through bogs of doom and, you know, run over bridges in London if it wasn't for fetch. And I've had so much enormous support through various things that it's much more than a running site. So perhaps the next uh, the answer to the next question is a bit obvious. What's your favourite thing about fetch? Absolutely, fetchies, fetchies uh, every time. Yep. Fetchies are what makes fetch everyone. Bint McSkint, yeah, yeah, and yeah, again. Well done, so well deserved. There's a bit of enthusiasm for our favourite cheerleader on the 700 thread. You are stranded on a desert island. You may take one type of food, one book, and one fetchy. What and who do you take, and why? Yeah, I like this question. It's a sort of been standard question. Um, it's kind of hard, though. So food's dead easy. That's chocolate. I have to take chocolate. Um, it's my absolute top 
favorite thing to eat over and above everything else um book um i know we did a bit of a desert island discs thing at some point when we were doing podcast um, blog themes and i so it sounds slightly pretentious but my background is in german and so my book is goethe's faust um it's really really long um it's difficult it's, it's kind in of german really, it's in german it's take it's a bit like taking shakespeare taking some shakespeare um and i wrote my master's thesis on it so it would keep me busy that's the, the main thing i think um and yeah fetchy i'd have to say my husband because although he isn't active on fetch he does have a login and i'd be in trouble if i didn't say him um yeah. but other than not uh, other than that um um yeah i mean it'd be great if i could take the whole 700 thread but that's probably wouldn't be a very deserted island in that case <laughs> be nice though give me medals what has been your favorite fetchy event that you've participated in and why it's got to be held down south Oh, it's just, I mean, I can't remember how many I did, maybe four. Um, it's finished now. They've moved it to a different location. So it is not to be ever again. But um, yeah, Hell Down South with a load of fetches in fancy dress. And I, they did, some of them were in January, some of them were in November in freezing cold snow, ice, bog of doom. It's just the best. Sounds awful. <laughs> it's not. Moving on to Bridges from Night Owl. Congratulations, very much well-deserved. Has to be about Bridges. Which is your favourite and why? My favourite bridge is Hungerford Bridge um, because I like to walk across it and look at the view. And it's got the most amazing view. And now actually, now there's two Hungerford Bridges since the millennium. Um, so you can, you can choose one and get either a view of the Houses of Parliament or a view down to St. Paul's and the city. So um, yeah, Hungerford Bridge. Can you say something more about why bridges are such a significant part of your life lens? This is to do with the Thames Bridges Challenge, which is a was a Maguan initiative. Oh, I don't even know when, years and years ago. Um, and there's been, I think there might have been 10 or so. I haven't done them all. I haven't been able to do them all. But basically a group of fetchies meet, um, usually in London, although there was one in Bedford and there was one in Reading. And there's been talk of one in Oxford and you run across the bridge and then along the river and then across the next bridge and then along the other bank and then across the next bridge and and then you meet and then you go to the pub. I think I did something similar in Budapest, especially the pub part, but there's lots of bridges that you can go back and forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a concept that can be exported. Mm -hmm. I think Chris HB did it somewhere else as well. Yeah, he had a sort of little mini somewhere else. I can't remember where. Wonderful. Pedro Scales, my question, if time and money were no object, what racing route would you want to do? So I've thought about this again. My original answer was Berlin Marathon. Um, but actually, I think I'd like to do a swimming event. Um, and I think there's a swimming question a bit later on. Uh, but yeah, I think I'd like to do something like the chill swim that Katie just did or, or the swoosh or some kind of event that uh, maybe not the chill swim because that's cold. Um, but some event that it, uh, enables me to swim somewhere beautiful and and um, yeah competitively that'd be great okay we'll come back to swimming in a bit but first we have Kaz. congratulations if you had a golden ticket to any sporting event what would you choose to see yeah i mean i there's quite a lot of sport that i that i like to watch and i have to say that uh, that football uh, live football has been an absolute savior in this whole um, experience it has kept us as a family going and kept us together um but i think what i really really like rugby union so I'll have the best seats in the house for the Rugby World Cup final, please. And that would be great. And if, if New Zealand could be in it, that would also be really good. And Phil Hospitality, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and all my friends. 
<laughs> all the fat cheese on the 700 all the fat cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely all in new zealand <laughs> yes Columba, if you could live anywhere in the world where would it be and why yeah um when my son was little uh who's the one who's now 18 we were lucky enough to live in miami beach for the best part of a year um because of my husband's job and i think i'd have to go and live there again um the weather blue skies, uh, unlimited sea swimming, um, eating ice cream, eating pie. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely Miami Beach. And I could, and I, oh, we went, we swam with dolphins when we were there. And I promised myself that when I was older, I would go back and swim with dolphins for a year. So I could do that as well. If I was living a whole year. Beach. That's going to be a bit tiring. It's going to be, it's <laughs> not. you get breaks, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you don't have to catch fish with the dolphin. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I wouldn't fancy that. No, no. XB, if you had the chance to sing at the Albert Hall with a full orchestra and a packed audience, what song would you choose? Yeah, I'm not great at singing, but I do really, really enjoy it. Um, yeah, it would have to be "Yes" by McCalmont and Butler, which I think would be really, really brilliant with a with a big full orchestra. Mm -hmm. And, and it's can you give us a taster there? No, <laughs> I don't know the song. No. I don't know who wrote it. No, no, you'll have to look it up. I'll send you a Spotify link. No, I'm not. I really can't. I'm terrible at singing. I'm really. I mean, I'm not dreadful, dreadful, but I'm not. I'm not a great singer. I'm really not. Um, no. I shall quickly register my disappointment and move on to Diogenes. What's your favourite park on volunteering role? So I love being RD, but I really, really love my absolute favourite is timer. So I like standing at the finish, watching everybody come in in various states of, of, uh, of kind of knackedness and sweating and grinning. Most people, if they're not vomiting, are grinning. Um, and it's just really, really lovely. And I love being timer at our park run and challenging myself how many people's names I can remember to actually sort of cheer them in by name. And, and that's, yeah, it's really nice. And I really hope we can get to do it again soon. Sounds fab. It also sounds a very seriously competitive park run if people are vomiting at the end. I oh, yeah. It's a fun run. Yeah, we've got some speedy people and some less speedy people who are also vomiting. I mean, so I shouldn't say that. We've got lots of people who try hard. Okay, lots of people who take them running seriously. Let's just mm -hmm. leave that. Yes. Snayak. Congratulations, post-park run breakfast. Sweet or savoury? Yeah, sweet, I think, definitely. Cake or ice cream? Sounds fab. Elegance, as long as you haven't been vomiting at the finish line. Yeah. Elegance. Are there times when you struggle to run? And if so, what motivates you to get out the door? Oh, goodness, all the time. And it isn't something that seems to get better with experience. Um, coming back after COVID, even though I was kind of physically well, it was just really difficult to kind of think this is something that I do. This is something that I can do. I can absolutely go out and kind of, you know, propel my body at a speed that's faster than walking. Um, what motivates me is the people on fetch. It's the people on the 700 thread. It's the people on smell. Um, it's my target, which I've, I've had to revise this year. But um, yeah, and, and, and I guess secondary motivation is not quite as, as, uh, as effective as trying to remember how much better I'll feel um, yes. once I've been. It's the, the, the carrot at the end is knowing that you will have that feeling of having achieved something. Don't be too hard on yourself when post-COVID. You know, it's, uh, it is a very serious disease. Even if your own symptoms didn't feel that severe at the time, it does seem to have quite long-term effects. And, you know, it's okay to just take things a little bit slower. And as we heard from uh, the discussion in the previous podcasts, that it's okay to adjust your target. You know, just yes. sometimes you just have to say, okay, life changed. Yep, yep, and yep. some of us might be able to adjust your targets up and others not, but that's still okay. 
yeah no it's true and that is that is a kind of that's a nice thing about fetch as well is that there's a lot of that kind of attitude around like you know whatever whatever you're managing it's okay you know it's all good even if it's just you know one kilometer you run it it's better than zero exactly yeah fleecy i know you're into open water swimming what would be your advice to someone who wanted to start so the exact, please do, do would be my first bit of advice. Do, it's the most wonderful thing. And, and I, I think it's great that it's, it's got so popular um, over the, as a result of the, of the pandemic. Um, um, so it's exactly the same as for running, really. Start slowly. Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wait. Well, it's not necessarily cold. And how much you use your arms a lot? <laughs> yeah, that's Quite different from running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I meant in terms of advice when you start. So um, start slowly, mm-hmm. go somewhere which is uh, sort of properly set up for open water swimming. You can do kind of wild swimming when you're when you're um, when you're confident and you know what you're doing. Go with friends, um, unless it's really 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 hot, um, like thirty degrees. Hire a wetsuit. Um, don't expect too much of yourself. Um, do take it slowly, acclimatise slowly. Lots of people, I've been with lots of beginners and um, they tend to be quite worried, especially the lake that I swim in is very deep um, mm. and would be quite difficult to get out of. So there's two safety kayaks and they're super lovely people and they'd be really happy to kind of go round with you um, if you're feeling nervous. And then, you, you know, if you get into trouble or you just feel a bit tired or nervous or kind of panicky, you can just hold on to the kayak and be kayaked back in and nobody cares. Um, so um, yeah, take it slowly take it steadily enjoy it um try and enjoy the surroundings and and do it lots yeah i think also you know just having someone else that is very experienced with you whether in the kayak or not can be enough just for you to hang on just think okay got someone there if i get in trouble you know it will be all right yeah i think i mean it's something that i would be fearful about i did it once but with quite a large grip and a kayaker out with us um, it was really cold. It was a little bit choppy. We couldn't see the bottom because it was a lot of seaweed and it was just one of those green murky days. It was in the sea rather than a lake. Um, I did not enjoy it. And I also came out and I got kind of hives. I don't know if that ever oh, happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Swim as it or something like that. Or something and suddenly yeah. like your whole body is just on fire. Mm. Um, you know, if I didn't live in Iceland, I'd be more inclined. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is something certainly I'd want to do in company and experience company. But, you know, I'm not ruling it out. I can't say that uh, Katie has exactly sold it uh, on the podcast, <laughs> but she's certainly weakening my interest. Speaking it's such a shame. Really, I think you'd I think you I think you'd really like it. I'm glad you haven't ruled it out. I, I haven't think ruled it out, but I haven't ruled it out in Iceland. Yeah, that's fair enough. But I have swum in the sea in Italy and that doesn't even feel like open water swimming. It's just yeah, there you go. It's just like going for a swim in the sea. It doesn't feel like open water swimming. No, I guess, mm. no, that's but what it, it is. is. Yeah. But from Miss Katie B herself, mm. we're swimming A to B. Where is A and where is B? This is a great question. Um, yeah. So swimming around Heron Lake on a warm, sunny evening, that's pretty good. Um, but I think I'd like to, there, there are fish in Heron Lake, but they're kind of, you know, like British fish, like kind of they're all grey or whatever. What's that I British fish? Like carp? Well, no, I don't know what they are. I've no idea what they are. But they're they're um they're they're not colourful and pretty and kind is, of is exotic. This like a Brexit kind of fish. That's <laughs> yeah, grey, grey, damp. <laughs> All fish are damp, happier really, fish, aren't they? I understand. Yeah. I understand your fish are much happier now they've got oh. a new, new passport. Oh, stop, please. That's <laughs> not fair. Yeah, politics aside, back to fish. Not fair. Um, yeah, so I think um yeah. I, 
somewhere warm, somewhere with really lovely fish to look at. I did scuba diving um, off Egypt and that was amazing. Um, but really the most important thing would be that there was a cup of tea and some cake and some friends and a fire at the end. See that cup of tea and cake, that's taking you back to Britain every time. Uh, <laughs> cake is a fetch thing. Miami Beach. Miami Beach would be really lovely. Yeah, yeah. that would. But be more really like lovely. an ice cream than a than a cup. Yeah, of tea, true, true. Although there's some nice diners there that sell enormous slices of cake. So. But proper cups of tea. No, good point. No, there you go. Uh, good point. Coffee then. We'll have coffee. Westmers, if you could meet anyone, past or present, who would it be and why? Yeah, um, Douglas Adams, I think. I really like his books. I like his writing. I like. I think thought he was really clever and really funny. And he died prematurely. And of course, I probably would never have met him anyway. But I certainly won't now. So yeah. Can I um just for the purposes of fetchies who may or may not include myself, who are not entirely familiar with Douglas Adams, can you elaborate? Sure. Yeah. Douglas Adams wrote the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. Um, and then obviously the subsequent sequels that's his most famous thing he did some other things as well but um yeah the hitchhiker's go to the galaxy thank you very so he's much. kind of a comedy writer it's sort of build a sci-fi but it isn't really sci-fi although it takes place in space it's more about people and, and funny funny jokes i see uh from saracen would you rather have hiccups for the rest of your life or feel like you want to or are just about to sneeze but are unable to for the rest of your life such a mean question. That's such a that's such a classic question from that's someone on the choice. Yeah, it's a classic question from someone on the on the triathlon thread where a, <laughs> a sort of kindness is 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 there sometimes, but often more, more often it's um, ribbing, shall we say? Um, definitely hiccups. I can't stand that sneeze thing. It happened to me twice yesterday. It just drives me potty. So definitely hiccups. So I'll keep you away from the pepper supply. Yeah. Swizzle. This one we may have indirectly answered. Mm-hmm. Worthy member of the month, which is your most read book or your most most watched film and your favourite play? Yeah, that was really hard. Um, I think my most read book is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm pretty sure it's The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, um, I, I sort of go back to it when I need comfort or, or, or a bit of a smile. Um, so, yeah, most watched film. I think it's Pulp Fiction. But it's a bit of a cheat because I do do it with my students. So I teach subtitling and dubbing and I use Pulp Fiction a lot, for examples, because it's got loads of stuff in it that, you, that is a challenge for the audiovisual translator um, or possibly Star Wars. I've seen Star Wars a lot. Um, Favourite play. Um, can I have the Book of Mormon? It's not really a play. It's a musical. Sorry. But yeah, I'll have the Book of Mormon. Uh, Pulp Fiction, harder or easier than train spotting in terms of subtitling? I also use train spotting. Yeah, <laughs> I use train spotting as well. Pulp Fiction's got a bit, got more issues, more variety of issues. Train spotting's issues are probably slightly more challenging. But yeah, I do. I use that as well. Run free. Which is your favourite doctor and why? Uh, I think Christopher Eccleston. I'm guessing everybody realises that we're talking about Doctor Who here, but um, of course, <laughs> Christopher Eccleston. Although he, I know he kind of fell out with the production team, and and yeah, that was all went all a bit sour. But I really, I really liked David Tennant as well. Um, but I quite like Peter Capaldi. So it's funny, isn't it? When you were a kid, you always have favourite things, 
And when you get older, you're a bit like, oh, it's kind of too hard to have favourite things. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, if I have to pick one, I'll have Christopher Eccleston. We just make life too complex. Having said that, it maybe wasn't that obvious we were talking about Doctor Who, given the number of Doctors we do have fr- frequenting, amongst others, the 700 thread. That's true, including, including both of us. Including <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I should have thinking- said... Yeah, I was thinking more you. of the real doctors like <laughs> B-Rap and Hellspell, you know, the ones yeah. that actually help people, but yeah, you know, not the, not the fake ones like that number, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said um, you. I should have said my favourite doctor is you. Oh, yes, yeah, a really good answer, that. wouldn't that it? Would <laughs> um, from B, a uh, related question to culture. If you could see any musician or band live, whom would it be and why? Uh, yeah, I would have really liked to have seen the jam, but I was a bit young. Um, but I have seen the constituent parts of the jam uh, many times and I would like to have seen the Smiths, but again, I was a bit young, but I've seen the constituent parts. So it's got to be uh, David Bowie. There you go. Uh, TB, this is so overdue. And that was two years ago. I know. Because you do so much for the Fitz community. My question stems from this. How do you find time for everything you do on top of a demanding full-time job? And as if I may add, 90% full-time job fetching. <laughs> yes you're quite right <laughs> yeah um I don't I just don't do anything very well really I do everything in a fairly sort of slapdash and and uh and uh, yeah not 100% way but that's I would okay. entirely disagree with that you are a superb pitchy hence your nomination yes. for a member exactly I do that okay I do everything else really <laughs> oh and a wonderful question from fetch contributor ITG pick only one of the following run a 230 marathon be financially independent and never have to work again. Be able to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, yet remain lean and athletic or have superb sex on demand with a man woman of your dreams for the rest of your life. Give a reason for your answer. I think this is such a brilliant question and so mean. It's a really mean, mean question, but a great question. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I'm going to pick the shallow option. Um, which is be able to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, and remain lean and athletic. Because I really love to eat, um, and so yeah, that would I think that would uh, yeah, that's that's my answer, final answer. So Fetchies, you have now learned a little bit more about Lindsay. If you want to hear more from and about Lindsay, please join us on the Seven Hundred Thread and other otherwise around the Fetch Forum. Lindsay, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Just thank you for everyone that voted for me and everyone that uh, that, that posed questions. And thank you to you because um, this was fab. And uh, yeah, that's it really. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Linz. Bye, Fetchies. Bye. Thank you, ladies, for doing that. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm not going to pretend that I have, but I'm going to listen to it now when I do the editing of the, the podcast and I'll, I'll get to hear all the all the scandals. I'm sure there'll be some scandals in there, don't you? Oh, yeah. Goes to that saying, really. Linz is one of those fetchies that um, just is lovely. I mean, most fetchies are just lovely, but um, Linz has been keeping a little eye on me and texting me now and again, and um, that's been very much appreciated, Linz. Uh, believe me, it really is very touching, so thanks a lot. And I'm sure the interview's great. Can't wait to listen to that. Going to do that in a moment. And we've got one more piece, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so um, uh, this is from Steve WJJ. I think he describes himself as the the quiet person at the back, just listening in and and thinking about what he's going to say. Um, there are some people who seem like they are right at the forefront, doing all the chat, and then but there are these people like Steve 
who are are also just in, enjoying the whole thing, mm. um, but from a more sort of reserved perspective. But um, I'm going to stop now because Steve says it much better than me. Hi, Fetchies. Steve WJJ here. Although most people more familiar with my intermittent Fetchy blog will know my dog better, Dexter the Dashhound. I guess most people associate Fetch everyone with running or exercise, which is fair enough because initially that's what drew me to the site. But it provides so much more. A sense of community, belonging and social interaction. From a personal point of view, it has made it easy and pleasurable to interact with a lot of very like-minded, nice people. Anyone familiar with my blog will know both myself and my son are on the autistic spectrum. Social interaction has never come easy for me. I'm now 52 and I've learned over the years how to cope with and make social interaction easier. That said, sites like this make things so much easier, especially when we share so much in common. Groups are made up of a lot of people, some very vocal, some quiet and some just shy. Myself, I'm probably the person at the back of the room, quietly listening and enjoying the company, but only saying something when he has worked out what to say and how to say it. Being part of the conversation, even a small part, is priceless. I guess it was my running the journey that led me to stumble upon Fetch. I could say that the journey started 11 years ago when I took up running seriously, but in truth it started far earlier. I first started running at school, or to be more accurate, was forced to during sports lessons. I hated it, and it used to and I used to take sneaky shortcuts and do a lot of walking. When I left school, I also left running. Fast forward roughly 20 years and I start running again. In my late 30s, a friend who was a runner challenged me to go to Edinburgh with him and run the great winter 5k around Arthur's Seat. I don't know what possessed me, but I trained for it and completed it. Lo and behold, I'd become a runner and found I loved it. So I started recording my runs in a journal, entered lots more races and along the way subscribed to Runner's World, which was associated with Fetch at the time and so led me here. Fetch is a meeting point around exercise for like-minded people, but it's also so much more. We share parts of our lives outside running. We gain comfort, warmth, help, understanding, knowledge and quite often a good laugh. Some of us are vocal, some of us are proactive. Some of us chat quietly and some of us listen more than chat. We all contribute in our own time and way. Everyone has a part to play, big and small. You may be like me, the quiet person, putting together what to say. Waiting and working out the right moment to contribute. Or you may be more proactive. But we all part of something that allows everyone to contribute and feel included. Fetch is so much more than just exercise and running, and so much more valuable for it. Particularly valuable given the current situation we are all living through. Thanks, Fetchies. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Steve. That was really awesome. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm the, the person who talks a lot, but sometimes I'm also the person who likes to just sit back and and, and listen to a conversation happening and, and just enjoy it. Um, so I that really resonated with me. So thank you very much for that contribution. Much appreciated. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I can totally relate to shyness. 
Um, when you mentioned about some of the shy people, that's definitely how I've been for a lot of my life is very shy. It's only really um, since I got older and I started to work with people that I was able to find a way out of shyness and find a way of chatting to people that I didn't know. Um, but as a child, I was so shy with my family, my, my relatives, that I would prefer to sit in the car outside my auntie's house and read my book than go in and, and be with my relatives because I was just so shy that I found it kind of excruciating yeah. <laughs> to do it. Even being asked if I wanted a drink, I would just be almost like stunned into inability to know what to say to that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got similar memories of like the, the quite a few strong characters, particularly when they had a few uh, mm. John Smiths, um, at, you know, at family gatherings. And mm. I'd just be sort of trying to make myself, you know, unseen, if you like, or, you know, just... Yeah maybe enjoying what's going on like like steve has just said but also not really wanting to to be you know in the in the spotlight so yeah it's an interesting one yeah it is i'm certainly i wouldn't really consider myself especially shy now um but i can really relate to the feelings of it um but thank you for a completely different perspective on it steve we enjoyed that so yeah thanks awesome. thanks um, and that brings us to the end of our, our first return. Um, what <laughs> is there going to be a second return? Oh, many, many happy returns, hopefully. Mm. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or any other podcast service. You should be able to find us. Visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to leave us a comment or question about the show. Um, we'd love to get your audio contributions. Um, just record it on your phone. Um, the only thing that's like particularly difficult is wind, I think. Um, you love talking about wind. <laughs> um, but it, it does tend to sort of mess with the, the microphone a bit. So aside from wind, we love all the other background noises like uh, birds and uh, seaside and whatever else, even a bit of your own wind. Um, but so send your audio contributions to podcast at fetcheveryone.com and we'll include them in the show. You got anything else to add? Well, Katie? I was just going to say I'd prefer not to hear anyone's own wind. Right. <laughs> what if they were playing it through a beautiful flute? <laughs> right on that note on that bombshell we will leave you until next time so uh stay safe have a good one um talk to you soon bye bye i'm not talking about that kind of wind <laughs>